Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Leviticus. We are looking at, at, um, we're going to be highlighting a few verses uh, from chapter 15, which are laws about bodily discharges, as we were studying yesterday, which are, as McGee teaches, secret sins, very personal sins, um, uh, sins of um, uh, intimacy um, in sin. And then we're going to change direction in chapter 16, and we're going to be looking at the, the Day of Atonement and uh, lifting some, some key verses uh, out of that chapter. So uh, jumping right in, we're in, in uh, verse 16 of chapter 15. If a man has an omission of semen, he shall bathe his whole body in water and be unclean until evening, and every garment and every skin on which the semen shall uh, comes shall be washed with water and be unclean until evening. If a man lies with a woman and has an omission of semen, both of them shall bathe themselves in water and <clears throat> be unclean until evening. So it's talking about uh, uh, discharging fr- from the male. And then we'll see uh, other verses, such as verse 19. If a woman has a discharge, and the discharge in her body is blood, she shall be in her menstrual impurity for seven days, and whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening, and everything on which she lies during her menstrual impurity shall be unclean. Um, So we see a couple of verses that talk about these... uh, uh, discharges, um, um, and they they are unclean, and um, it emphasizes taking your bath. It emphasizes being clean, but again, in our human fleshly form, um, we are not of the spirit; we are of the flesh, and it emphasizes um, being of the flesh, all the things of the flesh, practically that make people unclean that can set up the um, the circumstances by which disease can commence. So God made us, and um, He has the right to tell us how to take care of ourselves. But also, <clears throat> these things can occur 
And discharges in terms of disease discharges can occur with <clears throat> venereal diseases, things like that, diseases that are transmitted sexually. And so the sexual immorality would play into that. We see a lot of this today for sure in our generation. It speaks to us today as to how uh, these diseases are spread, but these diseases represent sin, just like leprosy represented sin. Now, uh, in verse 31, McGee drops down here, Thus you shall keep the people of Israel separate from their uncleanliness, lest they die in their uncleanliness by defiling my tabernacle that is in their midst. In other words, in other words the purpose of this not only is to keep themselves clean, but not defile the tabernacle where God is residing. Because again, this points to the huge, the great, unfathomable division that is between God and man because of our sin and His holiness. And it points to that, and it also points to the fact that when Jesus Christ comes and completely atones us for our sins, our own bodies become the tabernacle. And God then resides in every one of our own bodies. So it's not just the tabernacle, it's our own body. So we have to, so now we, in the same principle, we need to keep ourselves pure, ourselves clean from sexual immorality because it, it, God is dwelling in us. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. So it's very important when God is in us to be clean how important it is to make atonement for sin. And we can't do it by ourselves. It's only Jesus Christ can do that to allow God to reside in us. Okay, so verse 32, this is the law for him who has a discharge and for him who has an omission of semen becoming unclean thereby. Also for her who was unwell with her menstrual impurity, that is for anyone male or female who has a discharge and for the man who lies with the woman who is unclean. The other principle being the corrupt, the unclean can corrupt the clean. So if someone lies with someone else who is unclean, then that person's cleanliness is corrupted. The clean cannot clean the corrupt. Only Christ can do that. So, big principles there. Pointing to Christ. Now, let's really point to Christ. Chapter 16, the Day of Atonement. This is a special ceremony to, to take care of all the sins. The Day of Atonement. And um, it was started sort of in memory of uh, Nadab and Abihu. These are the sons of Aaron that died because they went, tried to go into the holy place. Perhaps they were drunk, wanting to try to have more powerful tricks or more powerful, you know, they wanted to see some miracles. And so we're going to see this atonement. 
and it points to Christ's atonement for us. One person to atone for all sin. This sort of atonement was atonement for all sin. So, But Christ can do this. Aaron is the only one who can do this. Aaron is sort of the chief priest who can kind of go in to this holy, most holy place to do this. It's sort of a ceremonial day of atonement to atone for all sin. And he has to put on these linen undergarments and, you know, he has to dress in these linens which represent purity. The chief priest representing Christ being pure, representing Christ's purity. And he does it by himself. No one goes with him, pointing to the work that Christ did for us on the cross by himself. One person. So let's jump in. Chapter 16, verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil. So he can't just come any time before the mercy seat that is on the ark so that he may not die. This is in God's holy presence. You have to come at the appointed time. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. Okay, and if you're coming into God's presence without being there at an appointed time, you can die. This is the awesome power of God. And you have to be prepared and purify yourself and be clean. Because you can't fathom the barriers between us and God because of our own sin and impurity. But in this way, verse 3, Aaron shall come into the holy place. This is how you can come into my presence, Aaron. With a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Verse 4, he shall put on the holy linen coat and have the linen undergarment on his body, and he shall tie the linen sash around his waist, and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water, and then put them on. Okay? So, he has to purify himself for this ceremony. And if he's not purified to do this, it's a very dangerous ceremony. You have to have appropriate fear of the Lord to undergo a ceremony like this. And then dropping down to verse 17, no one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel. So this is an atonement for all. And it starts with the atonement for the priests and then moves to the atonement for the people. And Aaron puts incense uh, on the fire and creates literally a cloud. The purpose of this act is to make the most holy place a misty, foggy area to prevent maybe him from seeing the presence of God. This is what my study Bible says. And it's also for Aaron's protection because of the uncleanliness of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions of all their sins. So in any event, he works alone. Verse 21, And Aaron shall lay both his hands 
on the head of the live goat and confess over all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins. So this is this is these are were the high points that um, McGee pointed out for us, and it shows the Day of Atonement. It shows it points to the Day of Atonement for Christ, the chief priest who represents the people to God to make atonement for sins. So we're going to stop here. I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. And we'll see you here tomorrow next time as we continue our study through this book of Leviticus.